Oh, hello and welcome. I am Champ Champenstein. And I am Heather. <laughs> Heather Hadfield. There we go. We, we got it. Uh, and we're here to talk about comics. It's it's Wednesday, which means it's New Comic Book Day. And if you're not familiar, we do this. Well, we don't do this every Wednesday. We try to. We've we've been doing this every Wednesday for a while. Yeah. Sometimes I forget and go home and take a nap instead. That was only once. I know, but I just can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's not like it's our professional job right now. Nobody's paying us for this. So if somebody wants to give us money, that'd be cool. Yeah, I could use a few dollars. Yeah, like five dollars is cool. Yeah. Or give us food, sandwiches. An hour. Five dollars an hour. <laughs> Maybe more than that. <laughs> Still under minimum wage as yeah. long as you just... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about comics. Yeah, let's talk about comics. Um, so I'll go first? Yeah, that's totally cool. Okay, so um, for those of you not here right now, I am holding up... <laughs> Uh, this incredible uh, thing. It's called Marvel Tales featuring Thor. I've mentioned this so many times before. I love Thor. I love reading about him. I love the shenanigans he gets into. Uh, and this is perfect because it puts a spotlight on like four, four issues, old issues, um, that were just, I don't know, Highlights, I guess, from previous series. Um, we got, see, a couple from Journey into Mystery. We have Thor issue 337 and Avengers number 83. Um, I only read the first one, the uh, Journey into Mystery one, because it has one of my favorite Loki panels in it ever. Um, and I would show you, but you can't see. Um, but he's basically, he conjures up a bunch of pigeons and then is writing them. It's really good. Um, it's good. It's really good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I don't really have anything to, to say about it because it's, you know, I've, they're, they're old. They've been around for some number of 80 years. Yeah. 80 years. Um, so it's not like a continuing storyline or whatever. It's something that's just already been done. Um, but I guess if you're a fan of Thor, maybe pick it up. The... The cover's really good. It's uh, Jen Bartel does the cover for it. Yeah, it looks great. He's got his lightning eyes on. Uh, <laughs> That's all. Sorry, that was all I was going to say. Would you say it's fun? You know what? I would. I would use that word. It is fun. It's very fun, as are almost every issue that has Loki in it. Because <laughs> he's so dumb. It's a good time. Yeah, it's... A very good time. Um, I'm so sorry. I have the first issue of a little book. <laughs> it's a little well, book. It's a little book. It's actually a normal-sized book, but <laughs> the title is called Little Bird. I have not felt this strongly about a first issue in such a long time, like, at all. I read, read the issue and just kind of had to set it down for a second to take everything in. It doesn't miss a beat in what happens whatsoever. It has a very saga-esque sort of narration going on to it. Uh, the art is really phenomenal and kind of hard to describe. I would say this is a book to definitely grab off the shelves, shelves and read monthly for sure. I don't know. I guess for a little bit of what it's about, um, 
Yeah, I, I forget. It's, like, hard to describe because I don't want to ruin any aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, putting it, like, easily is, like, it's uh, set in a post-apocalyptic kind of world. I don't know, it's, like, during a war, essentially, and there's, like, the main girl or whatever, Little Bird, her people are fighting against religious zealots, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And her main goal, regardless of anything else that happens, is to free the axe. The axe, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to give anything away because I want people to read this. And I think coming into it blind is kind of honestly best. Um, I gave this to my significant other to read, and I gave him no information whatsoever except for, hey, I need you to read this book because I, I loved it, and I wanted somebody else to just, like, have that moment with me, and he read it, and he, he said it was amazing, and I just, I can't, I can't speak enough about how good it is, and it's also very bloody and violent in its own weird way, and also very stoic and beautiful. The colors are, it's just, ugh. That's, that's, that's yeah. what I gotta say about it, because it's just... Can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, you just have to pick it up and read it, and if you don't pick it up, or don't read it, at least pick it up to look at the art, because the art is something really interesting. The tone is really good. Yeah, they definitely don't shy away from the stuff that happens in it. They don't try to make it something that it's not. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you just have that, there's something always happening, and it's only one issue. Yeah, there is a lot of action in it. Yeah. Now, like, thinking back, a lot of stuff happens, but it's not its not overwhelming, and it's not even, it's not annoying. It makes me want to keep reading it. I know, like, some, some comics, when they have too much action and, like, too much stuff going on, like, it does get a bit overwhelming, and I just set it down because I can't, can't yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. And this definitely just, yeah, it's real. It's real. I mean, it's fake, but it's real. It's so real. I would give it 10 buns up, but it's not fun. It's pretty heavy and serious. 10 buns up? 10 buns up. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> you go ahead. Okay. My next one is this new, another first issue, Age of Conan. And forgive me if I mispronounce this. I'm going to say it wrong every time I say it, because I'm going to do it differently every time. And no one really knows how to say it. Age of Conan, blah. Is that a good one? <laughs> Bullet. It sounds like you just barfed in your mouth. <laughs> Bullet. I, I actually Googled the correct pronunciation for it because I didn't want to get it wrong, but so many people were pronouncing it differently. So I like Bullet the most. I think that sounds the most reasonable. Anyway, talking about it a little bit. This is pretty much an origin story for the pirate queen Bullet. I, I, someone said something that it was her uh, goth teenage years, and I was really into that because... That's exactly what I was thinking when I was reading it. <laughs> so basically, you get to you know get to know her. She was younger and how she became the pirate queen that she is. And I was gonna say like nowadays, but I don't know when Conan even takes place. I I, I have no idea. Uh... But <laughs> yeah, it's um it's really good. I I like the story a lot, especially for not knowing anything about. Conan or anything in that universe so coming in like blind and reading about this brand new character that I like I love I, I fell in love with her when I was reading it it's good yeah all she wants to do is fucking hunt monsters that's all she wanted to do and her dad was like no you can't do that but then you know stuff happens and she gets to do it so I would also uh, recommend this because this is going to be a short series but it's a uh, teeny Howard of course and as of recently, I'll just pick up anything that she does. Okay. 
I will read. I will read. I will read this book to you now. I will say that for the next one. <laughs> yeah, this will only take two hours to read. Underneath my next my next comic is Marvel's annotated, but the comic I'm talking about right now, okay, right now, currently, currently in my hands, is Assassin Nation. Let me say something very unfunny. I always like to say assassin as assassin. Oh, yeah, that's how I spell it every time, like, in my head. It's one of the easiest words in the entire world, but every time I write it, I stop, and I go, ass-ass-in. Yeah, so just a little little, <laughs> little tip in case you don't know how to spell very well, which is myself. Yeah, and just, you know, a little bit of information about the two of us in case you wanted to know. Yeah, we love, we love potty humor sometimes. Yes. Um, anyway, ass-assy. ass <laughs> Ass in, ass ass in nation ass. is <laughs> assassination. Uh, assassination. <laughs> it's it's funny because now I also get the pun as I'm trying to say it out loud. Yep. <laughs> God damn it! It's got a what was the name of that that movie you were talking? Oh, Lucky Number Eleven. No, uh, Smoke and Aces. Smoke and Aces. Whatever. They both but have yes. trash heart in them. <laughs> Do they? I I don't know. Does I might Smoke be. Ace? I don't remember. I might be making all of this up. The only person I can remember from Smoking Aces is Jeremy Piven, and I don't know why I remember that because he is. I I need to look this up, even though. Okay. It doesn't matter. It has Ryan Reynolds in it. Don't is that the one? I don't. I just remember the scene at the end where he's like in between those two hospital beds, and he does this. I just remember Josh Hartnett is in at least one of those movies. Lucky Number Eleven. Okay, so... I remember that, because he has... Yes. Okay. Okay, so moving anyway, moving anyway. on. <laughs> We're idiots. It's okay. <laughs> we know nothing about movies. We know nothing about anything, actually, if you just listen to our conversations sometimes. Which is why you're listening to this podcast, because you like listening to two dumbass people. Okay, so Assassin Nation is about a hitman who has... He has a hit out on him, so or so he thinks, and there's been many attempts at his life. So he gathers all of these assassins together to be his bodyguard, essentially. And it ends up that they are all, you know, there to also kill him. And some insanity ensues after that. Uh, it is a really uh, funny book, and also just interesting in the way it plays out. Uh, the art is really cool. I really liked it. It is something I will add to my pull file. There is also a character named Fuck in there, which I, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm those, that type of person. But no, I definitely recommend this, or at least, you know, just check, pick it up, check it out. If you like action-y stuff, this is 100% that. And I'm done. We ranted. Sorry, I was busy counting how many Marvel comics I had this time. How many Marvel comics did I you I had get? six. Six out of nine. That's insane. Yeah. So. 69. 69. Nice. My, my next pick is a Marvel comic. It's a Dead Man Logan, issue number five out of 12. Who's, who's Logan? Um, I don't know. Actually, I don't recognize him. Huh. Huh. He shot a lot <laughs> in his issue. Anyway, so if you are unfamiliar with the premise of Dead Man Logan... Logan, aka Wolverine. Oh, that's that. I figured it out. I read. A, I read ahead a little bit, and I figured it out. 
he gets uh, transported to the present from an alternate timeline. And in the alternate timeline, the villains uh, triumph the world, devolved into lawless wastelands. He uses a second chance at life. What does that say? To rejoin the X-Men and avert catastrophes. Oh, were you reading that whole top part? Apparently. So yeah, he's also slowly dying of, I can't say that word, adamantium. It's one I've just never tried pronouncing myself, so adamantium poisoning. So in the last issue, um, Mysterio flips sides, so he's trying to, I'm doing the air quotes (laughs) thing, he's helping Logan and a small team of the X-Men, and they're going to Neo Hydra's secret base because they're trying to take down some bad guys so that Logan can prevent all that shit from happening that happened in his timeline. But I mean, the real question is, did Mysterio really switch sides? And I would give you an answer, but I need you to read it. All right. My my next book is uh, Marvel's Annotated. Oh, you also got Marvel. Uh, yeah. It's a Marvel book. It, it is a Marvel book. Yeah. So this is a reprinting of... Book that was made in the nineties. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna butcher anybody's name today. Okay. The whole the premise of it is about the kind of coming up of superheroes within the forties through the seventies. This one takes place during the sixties, I believe, and is all about the Fantastic Four coming around and the X Men coming around and how scared. The main character is of the X-Men, and he was really, really scared of when the Marvels were coming around because it was just such a threatening thing. And then these whole new things came that were, as he put it, replacing the human race. And he was just a, you know, kind of a shitty kind of person. But it's just, this Marvel series is really good. The art is amazing. If you're unfamiliar with Alex Ross, I highly suggest uh, looking him up online. His art is really realistic and very, just very gorgeous. This is an annotated version, so it does have (laughs) extra information. Uh, It is literally just a reprinting of the Marvel's book as it was uh, in four parts. And then with panel-by-panel breakdown where they got uh, some ideas from stuff where the models came from. Just little, little details that are that are really interesting. But once again, just if you aren't interested in any of those little extra tidbits, which, you know, is just for people who are real big nerds like myself and or people who just want an unnecessary amount of information when they're reading stuff. That is the way to do it. Otherwise, you know, go out and pick up a trade. You get the full story, everything all collected together, and that's something that would be cool to have as well, especially if the story sounds interesting to you. So I am unfamiliar with Marvels. Was it a four-part series? Is that why they're doing the annotated? I, be- or? I, be- I believe so. Okay. But so it's, you know, a little bit more expensive because it does contain that extra information but it's I don't know it's a really interesting story and kind of told in that weird perspective of a a new a news guy and that time frame isn't kind of fun okay that's all I gotta say about that I have the uncanny x-men um I think this is just a one shot I don't think this is going to be anything else um it's called winter's end it is mostly just about 
Iceman. I have not read this yet. I actually did not even ask for this. It just kind of happened. I feel like I do need to read it and try to figure it out. But yeah, apparently the events in this issue take place before X-Men Disassembled, which I also have never read, so I don't know if I should read this and then maybe it'll make me want to read Disassembled. I don't know, because I have never read any Iceman before, so I don't... I don't know anything about him. Yeah. I don't know anything about because this kind of like jumps in like at the end of him, I guess. And I don't know anything about him previously. So I don't know why I have this. <laughs> huh? Sorry, guys. I don't know what to tell you about this one. You know, someday you'll read Uncanny and then it'll all come together somehow. Yes. That's uh, my life goal. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh... My life goal is to read Uncanny X-Men. You got 13 issues and an annual. It needs to happen. Okay, so the next book I am going to speak about and show one camera I can see and another camera I cannot see. <laughs> the book I'm reading, which, which is Headlopper. Headlopper is a quarterly series, and this particular story is The Knights of Venora. The whole idea is this town is being ruled by some corrupt sort of government. They had Headlopper caught and uh, Agatha as well, and they were bringing some sort of dark being to get them. Headlopper's a really cool book. It's really colorful and really bright and really just kind of homemade-ish in the way it looks is one of the better ways to describe it. The story is always pretty, like, heavy in this fantasy world. Agatha is one of my favorite characters. She's just a silly, silly head witch and just always kind of just wants food. Uh, <laughs> this is a book that I highly, highly recommend. Uh, you don't even necessarily have to start on the first trade. You can kind of, as long as you start at an issue one, you should be, you should be fine. It's just a good book. The art's awesome. Is it a big book? It is a big book. It's a more expensive book, but it is a, a larger book with a little more content. A lot more. A lot more action. A lot more. I have Tony Stark Iron Man issue number nine. This is another one I'm not completely caught up on, but I did read most of this issue once I discovered what it was about. For those of you who haven't been up to date on this series, Tony Stark created a virtual reality wonderland called... Stark Unlimited's, Unlimited's Escape. But apparently it was hacked, some shit happened, and now I think if I understood correctly, he's stuck in there? Yeah, he was sucked into it. And in this issue, I think it was it's pretty interesting. He had died at some point, and he discovers a lot of things about himself in this, um, and it does not have a happy ending. It's actually a very frustrating ending because Again, I'm not caught up on this because I just, I kind of stopped caring at some point, but this one made me want to, like, read what else happened to him. I mean, I, I have, you know my feelings I on know. Tony Stark. Tony Stark, Iron Man, not the comic book, but just Tony Stark in general as a character. Just as, I, yeah, just as a person. And my feelings are almost exactly the opposite, <laughs> which is why I read it. But, you know, it's just, it's been kind of, a, not boring, but I just, I personally just don't care for it. But yeah. This issue is pretty good. Don't read it or do. It's whatever you want. All right. I like the weird revelation in it, the thing that happens to him at the end. So if you do read it, let me know what you think of it. It was weird. Next. My next book is Murder Falcon. This book has so much heart. It's kind of ridiculous. 
I got it because its title is Murder Falcon, and it's about just heavy metal and a falcon that is trying to help save the world from a just crazy giant red-eyed being called, I think, Mag- Magnum Chaos. <laughs> it's it's just, it's ridiculous. Just every inch of this book is filled with, like, a lot of love and, a, like, for metal as metal and then just a lot of love for just interpersonal relationships between people and people in bands and what music means to them and how... I don't know, maybe, like, the subtext of it is how powerful music can be, especially when making it with friends, and how, I don't know, cathartic it can be. And that's it's just a very interesting aspect of this book. Highly, highly suggest getting it in trade. I believe it's done in two more issues, and it's supposed to get, it's supposed to get really wild. They just keep introducing new characters to kind of help them on this journey to defeat this guy, and... It's just, it's good. It's good stuff. Murder Falcon. Murder Falcon. Read it. Read it or don't, but... Do whatever you want. Yeah, do whatever you want, <laughs> but just know that it's a it's a decent book with a lot of heart. That's all we can ask for, really. It's true. So my next one is As Guardians of the Galaxy. I have been kind of half-heartedly reading these for many reasons, but mainly because I feel like only certain people can write my favorite character, and... You know, I just have a lot of feelings about it. So I'm, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say too much about this one, but it's basically the um, as Guardians of the Galaxy. Them, if you've been reading them, they are on planet Ego. Which I don't know if you saw Guardians of the Galaxy two. It was a huge plot point in that movie. We we know that I hate Chris Pratt. Yes. And I have never, I have attempted to watch the first. I will, I will put this on record. I don't like Chris Pratt, and I fell asleep. Both times I tried to watch the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I watched them both, but not for Chris Pratt. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I just, I, like, he just can't handle him. Just can't handle him in a book. Or in a book. <laughs> I hope he's why, not in Why does he ruin my comic books and my regular books that I try to read? That's showing his face. Okay, I'm sorry. That was a rant about me. No, it's okay, but... They're on Planet Ego, and I read somewhere that it is about climate control. I don't... I don't know. I don't know what people are doing. I guess we'll see. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, I read somewhere that it's... One of the the reviews that I read, so I could get some some spoilers here, was that it had to do with climate control on Ego. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Hey, you also have that page. Yeah, it was in a few of them. I wonder if this has something to do with what's going on in the world. The, the world. So there is a blank white page in the Marvel books right now that says, when two aggressive species share the same environment, evolution demands adaptation. Assess. Or dominance. So, yeah, some shit's happening, yeah? Does it, do you think it has to do with the War of the Realms? I don't know. They've been doing so much other War of the Realms shit. I, I don't know. So it's not in these two either. I, I just have to see now. I'm, I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, it was in Runaways. Sorry, that was a, that was a little, little roundabout. That's okay. The next book I have to talk about is Runaways, which is why I saw that page. So I was flipping through this issue, and I saw it in her ass. 
Guardians. And the book. Ass Guardians. So Runaways is a really cute book that's fairly young adult. This picks up kind of where the old Runaway series ended, kind of a new flair of now. And this issue, Molly runs away with Alex, and if you have not been reading this new series yet, you're familiar with the old series, Alex is dead, but Damn. is he? And he kind of fills Molly's mind with you know, not necessarily bullshit or lies, but just kind of trying to take advantage of her her age and how she thinks and how she still really wants her parents to be alive. I suggest this book. Uh, Chris Anka did the first 18 issues. I'm going to ruin this person's name. Andre Genolet. Their art is really, really good as well. Um, and matches Chris Anka's pretty pretty easily that is that's what i have to say that's it that's that's it that's it for me for right now all right so i have rat queens issue number 15 this issue is apparently the creator uh curtis j weeb i pronounce it weeb because i know someone with that last name and that's how they pronounce it but i've also heard people say weeb so I don't know. But this is the last issue where he is going to be the writer, which is whatever, I guess. I don't know if any of you have been reading Rat Queens. Um, I really enjoy it just because of the fact that they call themselves the Rat Queens. And there's a lot of dicks and fighting in it. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, there were that there was a dick in there. <laughs> there there's, there's straight up dicks in it. But yeah, this this issue for being his last one, I guess it's kind of a, a big deal. A lot of stuff happens in it. Um, it does have a very happy ending, which Normally I wouldn't like, I don't really like happy endings, but this one was, it was actually pretty cute. I just accidentally flipped to the end and read it. I have not read this one yet, <laughs> but I guess now I'm excited to get to it. But it, I, I don't know. I don't know what else really to say about this one because I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about Rap Queens for specific reasons, but it is something that I really enjoy. Okay. Fair. Fair. Yes. I, yeah, I like. I really mostly like the art for it. I think it's it's very colorful, but it's obviously it's it's fantasy. So there's a lot of silly shit that happens in it too, um, and I really like that. Yeah, <laughs> for for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I like fantasy fun I shit. I love fantasy fun silly shit. And with that, I will talk about a superhero book. Well, I guess I don't know. Villain. <laughs> Uh, Catwoman is this book. This is nine issues in. It's an all right book. I honestly... Just that one or the whole series? The whole series. The series as a whole is all right. I'm not... I don't feel very passionately about it. I always love the colors. I love Joelle Jones' stories when she's telling them. And her art when she's doing interior arts. The arts... The arts. (laughs) Arts? The art for the past couple books was really, really good. I don't know. It's just... It kind of is seemingly... Like, it's going somewhere, but it's going somewhere very slowly. So it's, like it's building up to something, but taking too long. Yeah, to and, to and, and then I don't know what it's building up to. Like, yeah. So it, I have mixed feelings. As always, if you like hot people, you might as well grab comic books with them in it. Dear Lord, is she hot? Yeah. She's got that tight <laughs> suit on. The tight suit. She's real badass. It's just She's got a great haircut. Yeah. You make your own choice. I would say flip through an issue or two. See what you feel. The next book we're going to talk about is one we both have. Buffy. (laughs) Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It is a retelling of 
the original story featuring the same cast of characters for the most part so Mm -hmm. far. I feel like um, it's one of those cases where the creators, they got a second chance to retell it the way that they think it should have been done, is what it feels like. Not that they were, like, unhappy with how it was originally, but... With everything that's, you know, available now, like, maybe they decided to just rewrite it, and yeah. this is a... It's like breathing a breath of fresh air into into something. It, it really is new in the way that it's told, but still has, like, that aspect of nostalgia associated with it, for sure. Mm-hmm. I just... Yeah, the art is so good. The story is just, like, very buffy, and... I know if you're a Buffy fan, this book is going to be something you absolutely love. Yeah, they do a really good job of capturing their personalities, like how they were originally, like in the show and stuff, which I really, really enjoyed that. I was worried they weren't just going to change like the story. They were going to change the people themselves. But aside from, I think, Cordelia, for the most part, everyone is pretty much the same. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, Cordelia is kind of the same, too. She's just nicer. Yeah, yeah. She does have that nice aspect rather than just being, like, a huge bully. Mm-hmm. And she's fucking hot in this. I, I'm just going to come out and say it. She looks good. Yeah, I feel like it's just all the characters are drawn so, so well. Yeah, I'm, like, sweating over Spike here. As someone who had the biggest crush on Spike when I was in, like, seventh grade, seeing him in the same outfit with that ripped knee and his jeans, I cannot <laughs> handle it. And his hair, oh, God. If he had this haircut in the show, I, I would be gone. I would just be dead. This is, It's really good. It looks nice. I don't know. I don't want to know what you do with this comic book. No, you do not want to know. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to go in. No. But, yes, this is, it's, it's good. It's worth it. Uh, once again, especially if you're a Buffy fan, uh, if you're new to Buffy, you'll probably enjoy it as well, just because you have no real basis of to hate it. Uh, I guess if you don't like teen sort of things, though, that is, it is very teen and very young adult in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. There's a nice little uh, essay. I don't, I don't know what it would be called. And, uh, I would say, yeah, an essay. Just, you. yeah, just, there's, there's a nice thing to read at the end about the editor's feelings about Buffy and why Buffy is a thing for him. But yeah, that's, that's neither here nor there. The book is good. Yeah, the book is good. Also, can we talk about these variants? Yeah, the variants are very, very good. Every single one of them has been insane. I have the Kevin Kevin Wada variants for all of the issues, which just feature one character from the Buffy series doing something. They're normal Uh, doings. Yeah, they're normal doings in Kevin Wada art, and it's gorgeous. So good. Also, there's two variants that usually feature a character, one as themselves and one as a vampire. Yeah, it's have they been doing that? Because I know this time it was Giles. As, oh, wait. No, this time it was Cordelia. That's right. Okay, no. So then it was Giles, and Giles the first time it was Willow. Right. Uh, so that's, they kind of do that aspect. Yeah, even the main covers are super good. Um, I'm going to show this to the, the phone that we have recording right now. Um, Shadow Spike. It took me forever to find him <laughs> back there. I did not even know he was there. Um, and Shadow I, Spike. <laughs> I know, but it's like total spike yeah he's uh has that creepy brooding look 
standing behind Cordelia with their pom-poms. It's hot. Murder. Vampire murder. It's hot. It's hot. Uh, so that was our, our last comic we had to talk about. I could just go on forever about this one, honestly, but you guys don't want to hear every one of my thoughts. Yeah, I mean... Oh! One thing that... <laughs> sorry, I there was something that I noticed in here. So they have, like, all of the key players from the show and stuff, including... I think she's with Cordelia. Is it Harmony? Yeah, Harmony is in there. Yeah. I just thought that was very interesting to see Harmony because I completely forgot about her as a character <laughs> until I saw her again. I was like, oh, shit. It's Harmony. Yeah, I've done too many rewatches of Buffy to ever forget about Harmony. She dated Spike for a little bit. I know. Too. That's why I forgot her because she was worse than Drusilla. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just... I now we're lot. going down a Buffy hole and we can't do that. I have a lot of feelings about Spike. So that was our last comic. <laughs> and that is it for our Wednesday thing. thing our Wednesday picks and pulls. You know, our Wednesday thing. Yeah, unfortunately we're not going to have a, a video because Instagram was not working so we could not do live. Or Facebook even. Yeah. Yeah, Facebook wasn't working either. It's just, it's fine. It's fine. We don't need, we don't need that. We don't need it. But we will have this audio that I named him Duncan. Okay, Duncan. I know that we have a Duncan in our lives already because of Dave's cat, but it just looks like a Duncan. It's, yeah, it's a new Duncan. Yeah. Duncan 2. Duncan 2. But yeah, uh, Omaha Zine Fest is this weekend. Yes. We will be there with a couple of zines, I think. That's the that's the final goal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be fun. And it's gonna be a good time. There'll be a lot of people there, so be prepared for that. But also be prepared to talk to us about comics. We will maybe give you high fives. I'll probably just stare at you, to be honest. Which is also fine. So, staring contests, high fives, weird faces. We'll do it all. Whatever you want. Just give us money. <laughs> just give us your money. <laughs> That's a joke, but if you want a zine, it will cost money. Yes. All the money. All the money you have. So... We don't negotiate. Yeah, no. I guess we will if you want. Yeah. But probably not. We will, because it's paper. Yeah. Uh, so, come and, come and attend that vent. Event. <laughs> come and attend the vent. <laughs> uh, good. I can't speak, and I'm trying to do a podcast. Yeah, this is our lives. Anyway, after ZineFest, I know we have plans to try to extend said podcast into other actual fuller-length podcasts that aren't just about the things we read within the week and other comics. Yes, we'll be talking about all sorts of things. And we hope you'll be interested and ready to listen to us. That, that's all for uh, Talk Comics to Me. We will uh, see you next week. Next week.